Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast, where we challenge the cultural norms of aging through scripture, story, and conversation. Welcome to this week's episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. I'm Ron Regenstreich, here with my co-host, Susan Kunselman. Susan, let's get this thing uh, off by asking you a personal question. Okay. <laughs> Have you made any mistakes this week? Oh, goodness. <laughs> if, if, there, if you'd been a fly on my wall, you would have seen. Oh, my goodness. You're asking me to air dirty laundry. Um, yes, absolutely. I make many mistakes every day. Um, sometimes those mistakes can be as innocuous as just failing to follow a recipe correctly, although that can have some pretty harmful effects at times. Um, but more seriously, I think the majority of the mistakes that I make that cause me the most grief are those that are relational in nature. And how I respond to those obviously carries the greatest weight as well. So even as I listened to how I just responded to you, do you know what's funny to me is I answered by saying yes, but I gave you generalities. I did not name my mistakes. Well, I didn't really expect you to necessarily air a whole lot of personal things. Not well, in any way. Maybe as we get a little into the podcast, we'll get an opportunity for you to do that. But Fair enough. Owning our mistakes is our topic for today. And it does require that we do name them and that we do become specific, but more importantly, that we admit them when they come, they come up before whatever circumstance we're in. Yes. I have a, a phrase, one of my close friends, and I say a lot, and I think it's applicable to this category. It speaks easy and it lives hard. Because as humans, we are just so prone. I know I am so prone to want to easily blame something or someone else to excuse away my response or explain it away um, when I do have a poor response or perhaps don't own and admit a mistake. You know, the gospel uh, spells this area of life out, in my opinion, very clearly. And, and that, that we're all in this together and we all kind of have the same uh, challenge. And, and the challenge is that we're sinners and <laughs> we, we all fall short. Romans 3, 23, all fall short of the glory of God. And there isn't a one of us as popular, as buttoned up as we might appear on the outside, uh, all of us during our days with all of the relationships and all of the conversations and all of the situations that we find ourselves in, we're, go we're gonna make mistakes. We're gonna do things that could be done in a much better way. And it's only when we recognize our own shortcomings and our own sinfulness and realize that that is true and at the same time, God's love is true. And our sinfulness, our failures, our mistakes don't change God's love for us. He doesn't love us more 
when we're not making as many mistakes as when we are making a, a chunk of mistakes. And that being at the foundation of realizing those two things that we're imperfect, we're going to sin, we're going to be insensitive, we're going to say something we shouldn't, and God is holy and God loves us. In our worst moment, he loves us just the same as he does in our best moment. And recognizing that presents the opportunity for us to just live in what I'll call grand freedom, the freedom to be honest, the freedom <laughs> to just call it what it is. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I love it. It is so necessary to have both pieces when I hear you start to lay the foundation from Romans 3.23, it makes me think of another very applicable verse from 1 John 1.9, that because we recognize that we are sinners, that we have fallen short, and because of his great love for us, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What a promise as we start to talk about what it means to own our mistakes. Unfortunately, Susan, I don't hear a lot of confessing these days uh, in almost any situation. Yeah, I don't know when the last time I heard a politician take ownership for anything that's happened. Uh, and <laughs> and maybe that's, an, that's almost a, a too obvious, but even from pulpits across the country or folks that are leading organizations, business owners, uh, specialists in their field, uh, it's just very rare. And, and it's, it's glaring to me, especially when it comes from leadership where th this is, is a missing part. It's like, so if I'm not hearing anyone take responsibility for making mistakes, then what are what are they doing about mm -hmm. mistakes? Are they covering them up? Are they? And it it's really a concern for me. I I hear that in your voice, and I think that it begs the question: Why? Why is there not a tendency? And we know some of the reason we've just said from what we look in the Bible that we are sinners. Um, but let's explore a little bit more about that in this conversation. Why is there not a practice of it, admitting? Yeah, it's funny because as in the last few days, I'm I'm working my way through Genesis. And so I just finished the chapters where Sarah uh, is told that she's going to have a child, have a son. And she's, I think, 90 years old. And so... Uh, she laughs and and then when the messengers that delivered that that message to abraham confront her that she laughed she denies it and she says i didn't laugh it's like why did she say that well so and i was thinking about that even yesterday i was thinking about you know she's afraid she's probably afraid of of you know and being embarrassed or that she's imperfect or that she she did something she shouldn't have. Um, 
she's maybe it's her pride she doesn't she doesn't want people to see her humanness. I don't know, maybe our listeners can help us and send in your thoughts of why is it so hard for us to just own our mistakes? So uh, what we looked at like our humanity already and we're you're talking about Genesis. I mean, think of the first man and woman, you know, Adam and Eve, when they sin, their default response was to hide and to shift responsibility. And so now we've we've talked about how as as believers, when we've confessed our sins and he's forgiven us and we are able to rest in his love, we still run into this this challenge. And so now it's learning, I think for myself, it's it's the daily learning where Second Corinthians 5:17 says, I've been made a new creation. Well, yes, but I still have a very sinful side. And so it now comes this choosing of my will. Am I going to choose to be obedient in these practical areas of my life? And one of those ways is owning my mistakes, apologizing when I have been wrong and not hiding, shifting blame or excusing. Uh, I know you know this. I'm sure some of our listeners know this, but I was a CEO for about 40 years. And because I'm a math guy, a numbers guy, I count things, I analyze things using numbers. Uh, a few months ago, I kind of projected approximately how many decisions I made over the course of the 40 years of being a CEO with the hiring and the firing and the vendors and the paying of bills and the you know opening locations and different relationship things that I was involved in. I don't know if this is accurate or how close to accurate it is, but I, I wound up with the number 100,000 decisions. Oh my goodness. <laughs> over the course of, of 40 years. So what if I said to you, you know, Susan, I was a good leader. I think I was right 98% of the time. I think you would clap and you would say, well, if you were right 98% of the time, that's a pretty good record. You know, I'd, I'd be a great baseball player or a great athlete, or I'd be a great, a lot of things. And yes, that's true, but I want to point out, so if I only made 2% mistakes, that's 2,000 mistakes over the course of a 40-year career. That's a lot of mistakes. And I think that's normal. And what I want to pay, what I want to bring attention to is then, well, if that's the case, then why aren't we hearing more apologies? I know for many years, and I think you'll affirm this as well, at Regency, because I would see the things that I, that I didn't do well, I felt like answering the phone by saying, hello, this is Ron. I'm sorry. How may I help you? <laughs> because continuously I would recognize that some of my decisions weren't made so, so well. Yeah. I always admired that aspect of your personality because it required honesty about it and a humility. And those are traits that are not as common, I don't believe. 
I wish they were, you know, oh, oh, the sin of pride. I mean, it's so freeing to just tell the truth, just tell the truth. <laughs> and whatever the consequences are, the consequences are, because there are consequences when we don't tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And it it develops in us a a slanted or a deficient character. And so I I want to throw this out there for us, our audience to be thinking about this is aren't we compelled as followers of Jesus to be honest, to be honest every day in every one of our situations and circumstances. Absolutely. Now, this podcast, in our little heading, we say part of why we exist is to counter the cultural views. So what is culture saying about this topic that we're talking about? How do you view that? Yeah. Uh, Culture says, no, don't, don't admit your mistakes. Portray yourself communicate what you think people would want to hear and that if you were to to share your mistakes or admit to being wrong that that's a sign of weakness in the world's eyes you know paul had a very different view of that and in second corinthians chapter 12 the 10th verse he said when i am weak mm then I'm strong. It's it's being who we really are and and living in that freedom that is real strength, that that has benefits that are very, very obvious. And I think that really is the crux of the issue. And that reference um, to Paul's words is so good because it's it's the choice. Am I going to care more about how I am seen or how I'm perceived by someone else? Or will I care more about how Christ is seen? And it's a, it's tough because it does require a dying to myself. Yeah. It, it requires us owning our mistakes makes us trust God with yeah. the result of just I'm going to tell the truth and God is going to be in charge of of the circumstances of my life and and I you know we I know we talked about this the other day I don't recall but there was a point in time early in my Christian life I don't know if I heard a sermon or uh, what was going on but I I remember there being a conscious kind of commitment to mm-hmm. saying I am going to live life honestly and just trust God with what happens, which really is not a risky thing to do, or I don't even say it's a courageous thing to do. God is trustworthy. And here's my opinion of what happens when folks live that way. I believe that creates trust in other people when we're honest and it's obvious that we're honest people will want to be around us 
People want to work with us. People want to work for us. And so there's benefits to it in addition to just obeying this, the, the word of God, obeying what God you know, is asking from us. Uh, so. No, I, I love where you're taking that because there is such a direct link between our owning our mistakes, really admitting when we're wrong, because that does foster the trust, that honesty to admit fosters trust in another. And it, it comes down to that individual commitment to own our mistakes. And I think about the places where that happens for me most. It's it's not in the grocery store. <laughs> you know, that's not who I'm typically needing to to be honest about a mistake I've made. It's in my home where very few people may not see. And the person to whom I apologize most is my own son. And so I think it's that commitment to to our spouses, to our children, to our friends, and then, you know, those ever-widening circles to our coworkers, to employees. Um, it is a way to then build trust and ultimately it's that that then allows Christ to be seen through our weakness, as Paul talks about, when we're willing to to do something as simple, again, speaks easy, sometimes lives hard, but as simple as not blaming or shifting responsibility. Yeah, I, I guess we could say it can be hard, but I think once it becomes a pattern in our lives, then then it becomes natural. and And then... Even like I can recall times in my life where I was put in a situation and and one day I lied. And like someone just asked me a question and I just lied to them. And it didn't take long that I, I, went, I had to go back to that person and said, I'm really embarrassed. But you know, when you asked me this question, I said this, I don't know why I did it. You know, I was trying to hide or I was embarrassed. This is really what happened. And when we live that way, um, it's just it's the right way to live. It, when we're not being honest, when we're not owning our mistakes, it's kind of like a pipe that that gathers, you know, crust inside the pipe, and I believe it it keeps us from from hearing from God as clearly because we're harboring sin, we're harboring behaviors that are not pleasing to him so the purpose for the podcast is to encourage our listeners let's let's put it out on the floor folks and stop trying to fool people uh i'm not perfect i think my co-host is much closer to being perfect than i (laughs) but we all we all fall short and that's what scripture says and that's how i want to live and i believe that's how you all want to live as well. Yes. And it's ultimately following the model of Jesus himself. And that is one of humble servanthood. I'm reminded just hearing you talk and we touched on on just the place of pride, because I think, you know, we talk about that as the, the original sin, like the root of sin in our lives. And there's a quote by A.W. Tozer. No, I beg your pardon. I have the wrong person. I'm thinking it's John Maxwell. And he says, pride is concerned with who's right 
humility is concerned about what's right. And that's the challenge I hear you making is for each of us to determine, will we choose to live by what's right according to God's word? And that does mean owning our mistakes and encouraging one another, I think, relationally to do the right thing. Let's do that, Suze. Let's do that. <laughs> Ron, thanks for this conversation. And if you have been encouraged today, please share this podcast with someone else. Like us on social media. And perhaps, if you're willing, comment even on Facebook or YouTube about some experience you've had owning a mistake and the difference that that brought about relationally for you. That would be encouraging to everyone because that's what this is about. It makes a difference in our homes and in our lives. Thanks so much for listening. Next week, we hope you'll also join us again when we are going to be talking about how to counter complacency. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. Please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so you continue receiving encouragement and practical tips on how to live your fourth quarter continually impacting the world around you for Christ.